Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors, the official podcast of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. We live by the motto, it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. And we live the outdoor lifestyle every day. Whether you're a landowner or dreaming of joining the ranks of those closest to the earth, we're your brothers and sisters of the outdoors. We hunt, we fish, we're stewards of the land, and our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper. Do you like crappie fishing? Hey, there's people all across the United States that like to crappie fish, and it's cranked up pretty good. But well, I've got a grand program for you today. i got with me Rodney Hayes from Granite City, Illinois. Rodney, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Hey, Thank you, you. You look like one of them, I don't want to say old, one, <laughs> e- experienced. I'm old. Mature. I'm old. Mature crappie fisherman. Well, that that's true. <laughs> Very true. Well, you've fished quite a few areas. Of course, you've been crappie fishing for how many decades? Oh, uh, at least four. At least four, four right. 40 years of crappie fishing. Right. Well, you've got quite a list going on here. Of course, being from Granite City, you fish Wren Lake quite a bit. That's quite a crappie lake. Oh, it is. It's a real good crappie lake. I, I've had a lot of invites over there, haven't made it, but I think I'm going to make it this next year. Well, give, give me a call. Hey, I'll, may, show, you. I'll show you around. I may make it twice. All right. <laughs> Somebody else had invited us over there for a TV show. show. You know, I do uh-huh. the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast cody lucas my counterpart uh does the uh, uh tv show uh-huh. and he's he's quite a bit younger than me i'm 72 years old and he's 46 oh. they had first asked me to do the tv show you know i said mm-hmm. no 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 i don't climb trees to deer hunt anymore oh, <laughs> I, I want the easy jobs now there you go so i talked him into hiring cody and he's doing a bang up job man but uh of course, being in the outdoor industry for five decades, I know a lot of people across the country. So I'm mm-hmm. trying to introduce Cody to all of them, and he's he oh he's just buzzing around like a horse fly, trying to figure out how he's going to go all these places <laughs> and do all these things. But he, he's having a great time. Good but, deal. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish him well, and I told him I'm going to help him for a little while. And boy, that little while's about burnt me up you know so <laughs> i'm tired <laughs> so keep telling him he's gonna have to get weaned and fly on his own pretty soon but he'll do fine but man you've fished across the country i see a list here you fished down in uh grenada sardis arcabella carlisle of course back over in, in illinois. Southern, southern illinois right right i see you've been right. over over west to me too a true Truman. right right great lake right. i used to fish a lot over there about 30 years ago but you know how you kind of go in cycles you get stuck on a place and you kind of stay there for a while i think that's what i've been doing i've been i like to fish the rivers i'm a smallmouth fisherman uh-huh. i'd rather do that as any of it so I, I float down the rivers a lot i've been stuck on that a few years but you know i've been stuck down here in mississippi for like three weeks <laughs> <laughs> lake, that's a, that's a good Washington. place to be stuck now. It is. You know, this reminds me so much of home. I was born in Mississippi County, Missouri, you know, uh, down southeast Missouri. And uh-huh. it's cotton country. I was raised on a cotton farm. Looks a lot like this. I was raised in the Cypress Swamps. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I just crossed the river from Illinois and Kentucky oh, and Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we're together now down here on Lake Washington in uh, Mississippi. And like I said, I, w- I was down for a media event. I guess it's been three weeks ago, and ran home, and uh, Big Mike here, you know, baiting things, he, he kept twisting my arm. 
trying to get me to come back. So I rounded up Cody Lucas. We came back down and actually filmed the Big Mama crappie tournament, you know. And uh-huh. It was, it was uh, boy, great fun. Some great oh, yeah. food, good times, good people, uh-huh. and some good fish. I wound up with some crappie fillets to take home. Well, oh, good. So I gave that event an A double plus. You know? I, uh, I was the one that supplied the fish. You were? Yeah. Well, yeah. And I helped fry it. Yeah. 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 yeah so well, I was in on it, too. Well, now, I didn't get any of that. Mike made me work so hard all day. I didn't even get lunch. Oh, you didn't? I didn't. No. Oh, my goodness. I didn't even get a crumb, man. I was oh, about to cry. man. I was working, running a video camera, and, uh-huh. and people just kept walking by. I was up on the stage helping Mike out a little bit. People just kept walking by these big piles of crawdads and mm-hmm. crappie fillets mm-hmm. and and all kinds of good food. I could smell it. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't let you take time out to eat, though, huh? Oh, well, I'm sure I could have snuck off, but I was afraid I'd miss something. I was like a kid in a candy store. Oh, know? great, great. But, but you've been coming to Mississippi for over 40 years and, yes, and fishing here at Washington Lake for 30 years. Yes, sir. Yes, I have. Well, what's so attractive about Washington Lake that it's kept well, you we coming just, back? we just heard about it uh, First year we came down here, I just fell in love with the with the lake, uh, the beautiful scenery, the cypress trees. Uh, you go down on the south end; they've got a section there with the Spanish moss. Have you seen that? No, I hadn't, but oh, I yeah, loved it. Beautiful up it, in the cypress trees. Yeah, oh right. man, I'm gonna and, get have someone to get me over there. That'd be some great photographs oh, that I could it's use. Beautiful, it's beautiful, yeah. and I just single pole jig fish. That sounds and, like what, I love what working, I do. Yeah, I love working around them trees and. And uh, I know I'm addicted to that thump. Yeah, exactly. so that's that's why I keep coming back every year. You you betcha. And I tell you, you get in a beautiful part of the world right. like this. My dad used to catch. We were and we were down close to Mississippi River, but we fished some of the sloughs and the bayous. We had a bayou run right through our farm, wow. you know. And particularly every year when the backwater would come up the lower part of our farm would flood and my dad always had one of wheat in there of course a cart and buffalo would come in there but big crappie and brim would come into that winter wheat as well wow yeah and we'd try to catch them come when the flood started coming up the ditches and then when they went back out but there was uh we were grew up within sight of big oak tree state park and that's the funniest lake I ever saw in my life engineers came in and it looked like they set that coffee cup down and drew a circle you know and that was their plan for the lake <laughs> it was as round as a as that coffee cup uh. and, but they drug bar pits on the outside so the lake was higher than the bar pits uh, you think they had any problems <laughs> yeah yeah i do <laughs> yeah i mean the crowd is muskrats tunnel through that and it leaked like a sieve you oh, know oh my so they installed two big pumps to constantly pump water back into the lake but we like fishing the bar pits more so than the lake because it would flood the bar pits would flood every year and just get restocked i, I remember many times my dad catching a limit of 30 of two and three pound crappie Ooh, yeah you don't see that anymore but i remember them as you know being the size of the blade on a boat paddle you know a small boat <clears throat> paddle and right boy oh boy could my dad catch them but back to lake washington here you're talking about dabbling around the cypress trees right. now now right. we're getting into time this program airs we'll be looking at uh into april probably can you describe for us what fishing might crappie fishing might be like here in april maybe even into may well i'm 
I'm really not sure. Uh, there's a guy down here that stays longer than I do. Oh, do I'm you come out of here? Yeah, I'm usually oh, out here. Oh, you fish early. The, yeah, I fish early. I usually oh. get here about the third or fourth week in uh, February, and then I usually just stay for March. Uh, but I understand it's the crappie catching and fishing is still good. Oh, in in April and May down here. I'm I'm sure it would be, but I I got. Pick your brain a little bit and learn a little bit more about that, you know, fishing around those cypress trees and stumps uh, uh-huh. and the knees and everything. How exactly do you go about that? Well, I just uh, just work around, you know, there's different sections that are better than others, of right. course. And, right, And from the fact of coming down here so many years, you know, the, the good spots to fish. And uh, usually early in the morning and late in the evening. It's really and, good. Yeah, it is the best catching. Huh. Yeah. Well, and, you know, fish move in shallow. The males, females move in, and they move out. Sometimes they're hanging out in that three and four foot of water stuff, and you got to fish that, too. You you bet you. But I'm sure you're just slowly oh, pulling your boat slow, around. As slow but, as you can go. You bet you. I've got a trolling motor hooked up on the back of my boat. And I switch in the front uh-huh. where I can just touch that switch and oh, it'll push me forward. I got gotcha. you. And the trolling motor's in the back, and I got one in the front for steering and control. Right. And I got a push pole. Yeah, it's, I'll, a, it's I'll, all about being sneaky. You, it, you hit the nail on the head. Right. Because if you're in that shallow water, if you're, oh, you're thumping trees and right. stuff, you're going to spook your fish. But somebody was telling me the other day, and I'm going to see if you think this is true. They said if you bump a, one of these crappie trees out here, don't get all too alarmed and everything. Because if there's fish on your side of the tree, they don't just run off and scatter all over the country. They'll usually just go to the other side of the tree. Well, I would, I would probably say that's true. Yeah. I had yeah. never thought about they, that. They, they don't go very far. Yeah. So yeah. it'd be wise if you do bump a tree and you're wanting to fish there, fish the other side for a few minutes and check it out. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, what kind of setup do you use when you're doing this style of fishing, rod and reel-wise? Rod and uh, I use B&M 12-foot ultralight jig pole mm-hmm. with 8-pound test. And uh, I hand-tie my own hair jigs that I use. Hair jigs. Right. That's, right. that's awesome. See, I right. do I do some of that to, to trap fish and smallmouth fish on my home river there, the Merrimack River. There's nothing like a hair jig. Right. Man, because right. uh, you get to, that good little movement. Mm-hmm. And, and you know how crappie you are. You know better than me. But if you're jigging around those uh, trees and stumps and everything, you can ease that hair jig in there. Maybe let it set for a few seconds, you know. But if you don't pick up the bite, you don't have to move that thing very no. much to make the hair on it. No move most of the time just holding it still yeah well, exactly you and, don't have to move it hold it still as you can really well, well don't you think i mean a lot of times uh there's just a little bit of wind or a little bit of movement in in the water and that'll move your jig just a little bit oh i imagine it would yeah 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 yeah, yeah it would but uh what i like using here on this lake and it works real good for me is that little black 32nd ounce hair jig that's a good size it's straight black hair jig and one day i was using the push pole and i pulled my push pole up and there was a black leech stuck on it so that's what i think they either hate that leech or love it or something but (laughs) man they really hit it hard when they hit it well i've actually fished uh copy a few times with it It was kind of a leather leech oh yeah yeah once it got uh wet 
it, I don't know, it's probably three inches long, but if you've moved it just a little bit, it was a pretty thin piece of leather, you know, uh-huh. and you'd move that just a little bit, it just rippled right. like, like a leech swimming. Right. That works pretty well, too. Right. Pretty well, too. But uh, other than that black jig, what would you go to next? Uh, uh, chartreuse. Chartreuse. Right. Yeah, that's been a hot color oh, the yeah. last couple decades, hasn't it? Absolutely. Oh, right. And I guess... Both of those colors, you know, of course, black is on the really dark side. Chartreuse is pretty dark, but that works pretty good in the stained waters around these uh, uh, cypress trees. I guess the dark color in that dark water creates kind of a silhouette effect. Right. I think it's all about the profile. Oh, I I think so, too. You know, I don't know. I think it's just that profile. I think you're right. And they can see that black you know really well right right well of course for beginning crappie fishermen one of the things one of the biggest mistakes people often make is fishing right down in among them you know dropping that jig really down too far or copy looks where they look up they look up right yeah right and i have caught them sitting right on the bottom you know that kid i caught some big crappie around our area there in mississippi county missouri Fishing earthworms on the bottom. Right. Trying to catfish. That's uh, that's usually where I start. I try to drop that jig down and, and get it up about six inches off the bottom and then work my way up from there. Till you find them. Till you find them. Right. Every day's different, isn't it? Every day's different. <laughs> Every day. And then when you find them, there, there can be spots as big as a boat where you just drop that jig in there and they just they just hit the far out of it. Yeah. yeah. That's the kind of days we like. Right, right. <laughs> you just swim that jig around like that and wham, they hit it. And old males in there and, oh, it's a lot of fun. Oh, it, it is great fun. You know, Rodney, we could sit here all day long and talk about crappie fishes, tell stories and everything. Right. But I want to tell a little bit of a story on you. I may okay. have to ask a couple of questions here. But right. Back during the the Big Mama event a couple of weeks ago, uh, you were kind of recognized at that event. What was it? Did they call you some kind of legend? No, not me. That's not, I'm not the legend. I'm not in that category. You're not in that category? No, I'm not in the legend group. Oh, you look like you could be. <laughs> <laughs> I may have to twist her arms. Uh, uh, Brandon, he did an interview. Uh-huh. And, and, uh, yeah. And I took him out, and we caught some fish. You fished with Brandon Jennings? Yeah, yeah Brandon Jennings. What a yeah. fine young man. Excellent, excellent. Oh, he, and, uh, he really, he must be one running around calling you a legend. I'll have to talk. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not in that category. Uh-uh. No, but what I did was I blindfolded him when I took him out Did there. you really? Yeah, and I spun him around because I didn't want him showing nobody my spot. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Well, I met him for the first time down here during that event and just quickly fell in love with that young man. You know, it's right. really important in the outdoor communications business and fishing and hunting business as well. As our young folks like that, you know, everybody talks about, yeah, they're our future and all, you know. But uh, over the course of the last four or five years, two or three of my rider buddies and I have really helped some some young fellows that are trying to start guide services and that type of thing. And I always tell them, I know you're becoming a guide because you love fishing, you know. That's that's first and foremost. And some guys, boy, they just like to be out there every day at becoming a guide and take other people fishing. is kind of an avenue to get them out there. But I keep telling them the thing you under, need to understand even more, your job and what you're doing is very important to the future of fishing because you're taking dozens and dozens and dozens of people every year. Yeah, you're teaching them how to fish, but you're a teacher, you're an instructor, and you're 
uh, adding to the fact that people will continue to fish. So next time you go with a guide, be sure and pat him on the back and tell him that. Okay. <laughs> you, All right. You probably don't need a guide, do you, Rodney? Well, I usually don't, but uh, there's been times where I did now. Because I'm, I'm called Fishing Rod because my name's Rodney and I fish. Yeah. So Fishing Rod, you know, it's it's not Catching Rod, it's Fishing Rod. Fishing yeah. Rod. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sometimes uh, I catch, sometimes I don't. So oh, yeah. Just all part of it. We're all in that boat. Well, Rodney, once again, man, it's been great to have you on the show. Okay. I, you missed your calling. You're quite an entertainer. Oh, got a, my goodness. Got a great radio voice, man. Oh, my. Well, I don't know about that, but we'll see. <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll do it again sometime. Hope all to get right. to fish with you sometime. Sure. Sure. I'm, I'm Bill Cooper, and this has been the Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast. We always encourage you, get out there, live your outdoor dreams. The Living the Dream Outdoors podcast is brought to you by Cowtown USA, Alps Outdoors, Cardiac Mountain Outfitters, The Fly Rod Journals, Westover Farms, Scenic Rivers Taxidermy, and Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. Land ownership is the American dream. Land is the basis of all life. Our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our American way of life. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog, the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city, and the quiet of the countryside over the hustle and bustle of the world. We hunt, we fish, we farm. We live off the land. It's our mission to help our clients live out their dreams on the land as we do. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we believe that it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Join us five days a week on Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper, an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors team each week as they tell tall tales, unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll also find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.